I, I had thought about writing a post once I had finished, you know, regardless of what the results were. Um, but having gone through that transition, I guess, in the six weeks and then sitting down and writing that, it became more emotional for me. Um, and I wanted to express that, that vulnerability and just tell people, you know, it's okay to be, you know, to have these feelings, to feel these feelings, because oftentimes we don't know the struggles that other people are going through. For just my goal for that six week was just working out, just actually being in the gym, doing something. As long as I did that, I was kind of moving in the right direction. Hey everybody, it's Coach Charlie. Welcome or welcome back to the Building Better People podcast brought to you by BoomFit. Thanks for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following interview inspires you to take the next step in your fitness journey. Enjoy. My name is Rachel Adams. I am 27 years old and I am a PhD student at Texas A&M. I am in the Ecosystem Science and Management program and I will be graduating in May. I just defended my dissertation um, about three weeks Woo-hoo! ago. Officially done? <laughs> Officially, almost. well, almost. I, I can't call myself doctor just yet until I turn in the official dissertation, the written dissertation. So working on that, that's due next month. That's awesome. And you have someone with you? Or y'all, y'all are here together? Yes. So- Vince, so go ahead and introduce husband. yourself. Yeah. Uh, my name is Vincent. I am 31 years old. Uh, I am the food and beverage director at Pebble Creek Country Club. So I'm more into career, I guess you could That's say. That's awesome. So how long have you guys been married? We got married, uh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 2016. October 2016, yeah. Wow. So, so you guys are going to be four years this fall. Yes. Okay. So kind of not newlyweds, but still kind of in the first stages of marriage. Yeah. And y'all just, I mean, so give me a little background about how you ended in College Station. Like, why are y'all here? Which um, Yeah, I'll leave that to Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, Vincent and I met actually in 2014, and this was when he was finishing his undergraduate degree at the University of Arkansas, and I was finishing my undergraduate degree at the University of Southern California. And I always knew that I wanted to go to graduate school. So in that time, we were trying to figure out where would be the best place for both of us to move to while I was also um, fulfilling that dream of being in graduate school. Um, so we, um, I, I applied to uh, Texas A&M and got a um, great offer to start my PhD here. So we moved here in 2015 um, and Vincent um, kind of uprooted his life and his goals and everything to, to let me follow my dreams. And at so. that time, you guys had never been here. No, this was... I had visited once um, to meet my advisor and to tour the lab. Um, I, I think you might have visited College Station a couple times, but that was my first time visiting. So, And we how were... long have y'all been here now? So we moved here in 2015, so we'll be coming up on you know five years in August. And so. then when you finish, is that kind of you're finding your new home? Probably, yeah. yeah. We're still keeping options open. Um, there might be some options in Austin, but um, we're kind of looking to be closer to family, um, primarily around the Denver area. Um, so so exciting. Okay, well, let's start, and we'll start with you, Rachel. Um, you guys started with the six-week challenge. Um, yes. Not that long ago, just a couple months ago, but give me a background as far as working out goes, any sports, or kind of what was your acti- activity level growing up, and 
through college? Yeah, I mean, growing up, we were always involved in some sort of activity, some sort of sport. So I've done baseball, soccer, karate, volleyball, kind of all all of those uh, sports. And then in high school, I actually um, got more dedicated towards band. So I was doing marching band um, and kind of put, I guess, the sports on the side. I was never that competitive. Um, so the what instrument did you play? I played the flute. Yeah. Awesome. So I played the flute and the piccolo for the marching band. Yeah. Um, Um, And then once I got into college, I actually picked up um, ballroom dancing. So I was a competitive ballroom dancer during my time um, in undergrad. Um, And all of those opportunities gave me um, kind of an outlet, I guess, from more of like the classes and the science. But I was never... Um, thinking about it in terms of, oh, I want to get to this fitness goal or I want to achieve, you know, this sort of thing for, for my body or for myself. It was always trying to stay active, I guess, um, but not having it very regimented, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. What about you, Vincent? Like, what was your upbringing when it comes to working out, sports? Um, I mean, I've always been heavily involved in sports. i did football, baseball, gymnastics. Um, That's why you wanted that muscle up today. Yeah. Revisit your glory days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it back. Yeah, I'll get it will. back. So um, I was a lead gymnast, uh, competed heavily into that all the way up until I was injured, and I wasn't allowed to compete anymore. So from that, I what kind of... What level did you get to on uh, gymnastics? So I was past level 10, so I was elite itself. Wow. So, yeah. So I, I did that, and, and that was a lot of fun until I was injured, and then I just started coaching gymnastics. Um, and, of course, the coaches and I, we're all in high school and stuff, so we're still trying to relive some of the glory days, so we're still pretty active. Um, and then in college, I got into intramural um, sand volleyball and did that all the way through all of college. So by the time you guys met, were y'all, would you say, active? Were y'all working out? Was it part of y'all's dating relationship um yeah when we first met um i was finishing up uh, at university of arkansas and i was about to go down to dallas for an internship coaching gymnastics at the high school level um at the time though i was still probably working out two hours a day five days a week for so, the volleyball team just for me just in general just oh, wow. i was what doing my own doing? Um, I was doing calisthenics mostly gymnastics type workouts in the uh, in the morning and then i would do weightlifting at night Man, and was that just kind of something that you enjoyed? What was your yeah? Plan? I was I was still heavily like just really enjoyed it. Um, I injured my back in college, and I like took a huge break. Was that the gymnastics injury? No, that was um, power cleans. I, I didn't know how to do them correctly, and buddies and I went to the gym, and we were just throwing them up, and my back snapped, and so like I think it was like six months recovery, walking at an angle. Not being able to stand up, living on hydrocodone for a while. Oh no! So, yeah. So I was trying to get back into it a little bit more, and, and I've always been scared of back workouts. So it was mostly just kind of like some calisthenics that would help out, and then hammer curls and, and arm curls and what chest presses. What was your gymnastics um, injury that took you out? Uh, my leg, um, tore ACL, MCL, um, broke my shin and uh, my ankle in three different places Mm. um so wow so you stopped completely doing gymnastics competitively yes after that Mm -hmm. you miss it yeah yeah i mean uh in college my friends and i would always go to the uh women's gymnastics meets and just watch and a lot of them became my friends 
So it was it was always fun. Yeah. Plus, I coached cheerleading and gymnastics all the way through college, so I was able to stay still stay heavily involved in it. Okay, um, Rachel. So how did y'all meet? Because that's always a great story to ask a couple. How, how did you guys meet? <laughs> yeah. So we met through a mutual friend. Um, so I grew up in Fayetteville, um, which is where the University of Arkansas is. So when I was at home um, at one summer between my junior and senior year of college, um, I was hanging out with one of my friends who I met in marching band. And, um, he was a friend of Vincent's and we were, you know, I was hanging out with Aaron and, and Vincent's roommate. And then Vincent came home from work and, uh, saw me and stuff. And we got to talking a little bit and Vincent thought that initially me and my friend were dating. (laughs) And so we had to clear the air a little bit. And then he asked if I was asked like our mutual friend, if I was single and then every time I would go to hang out with Aaron, Vincent was always there for some reason. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> yeah. So we we met and we pretty much, you know, we didn't stop talking after that. And he was going to go to Dallas and do the internship and then graduate. And I was going back to L.A. for school. So we did our first year long distance and we made it work and That's it worked awesome. out, obviously. That's awesome. So when you guys did, you know, the Challenger started, I remember meeting with Vincent and then him kind of t- saying like, hey, my wife want, might want to do this. And so, you know, and it's always great when a couple does this together mm-hmm. because it just shows that they support each other, mm-hmm. you know, and it's great to have something in common. Like, I'm, you know, I'm married. My wife and I will be 11 years in two weeks. Oh, congratulations. And <laughs> I always thank you. And I always tell people like the more that you share in common with your spouse, the more that you can connect with them on the, the greater the relationship. So like because you guys started this together, I think it was so great for both of you because it allowed you to connect. And now you're continuing to work out and you guys do it together and, or, or separate, but you can still talk about it. Mm-hmm. So give me kind of a little bit more about that day that you and I met and kind of contacting Rachel and like how this whole thing formulated for both of you guys to do this together. And unlike most people on a challenge, you know, you think sometimes, oh, weight loss, weight loss. Well, both of you that's not the case, right? So um, talk a little bit about like what your goals were with that and, and you too, Rachel. Um, so yeah, I mean, I kind of I've discovered you on Facebook. Um, at the time, I had been looking to get back into um, working out again consistently. I've always been like, oh, I'm really into it. And I'd pick a plan out and I'd do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, isolated muscle groups and stuff. And then I'd stop for like two weeks and then I'd start back over Um and it was really hard uh, with the type of job that I have, you know, averaging 60 hours a week, long days, never really know what days I'm going in or if I'm going to be a late night. It was always hard to do something. Um, so it was always I needed something that was that held me accountable, some kind of class as opposed to just going to a gym. Um, and Rachel was pretty down on herself, uh, you know, over her her mind and her body and stuff like that and the stress from from college um so i was trying to find something that we could both actively participate in that might be able to help her out as well as help me out keep me accountable um just something a little more holistic for us i guess rachel would you mind kind of sharing about what he's talking about that you were feeling or kind of going through yeah for sure so i think it was it was the wednesday before we came in um to do kind of our first meeting with you um and which was on a monday and i had just kind of hit this wall, I guess, with feeling, feeling kind of stuck and feeling down on myself. And a lot of it was, was mental. 
Um, so going through graduate school, um, you know, I always, I never really felt like I had an end goal of trying to figure out what I wanted to do after I got my PhD. That was just my goal. And I hadn't really thought about what kind of career I wanted afterwards. And now being in my final stages, I felt like I was being pushed and pulled in these different directions of what a PhD should do. And you should stay in academia. You should be a professor. And I wasn't really feeling like that was the way that I wanted to go. Um, So I was feeling really, you know, kind of torn, I guess, and not really feeling like I was being as successful as I should be because I was being kind of told that I wasn't pursuing the right job that I had been working the past five years for. Um, And then the stress of doing school means meant for me that I didn't have enough time to focus on myself. So I wasn't taking the personal time off to enjoy doing the things that I wanted to do. I wasn't working out as much as I wanted to do. My nutrition was was slacking. And so it was just a bad combination of not feeling great about myself mentally and physically. And it was starting to kind of bleed over into our relationship and just feeling, I guess, I mean, just kind of broken down. Um, and f- for you, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And, and I would love to continue that conversation because your post after oh, the yeah, challenge yeah. was so awesome. Yeah. Just so you know, like yeah. that was a really awesome. That was very vulnerable for yes. me. I'm not, and, I'm not normally and, like And that. I think we had just become friends on Facebook like uh-huh. a few days before <laughs> that, but I was so grateful that I was friends with you out on Facebook, obviously at that moment because I got to read that. And th- that's, that's why we do this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like we love doing all of the stuff that we do, but you know, when, when life change happens, right? Internally. Mm-hmm. And, and really it's amazing how a workout, and then again, it's more than a workout, but so many things are going on with everybody that walks in these doors. So for you, Vincent, the timing of her sharing that with you on that Wednesday, and then you and I meeting, was it like an immediate, like, Oh, she needs to do this. Or how did that come to your thought? Like, no, it was, uh, more of me wanting to find something that I knew was going to be good because she kind of always referred to my, I guess, not expertise, but my prior experience with working out and stuff. And uh, actually, I gave her a workout plan in college and she lost, you know, a couple inches and some weight and stuff and she was really active into it. And so, but me being not accountable for my own self, it was hard. But so like when I met with you, I wanted to find something that I was pretty sure was going to be a good fit something that would work and something that I think that she would be able to join along and be consistent with and actually really enjoy. And Um, so, you know, people listening don't know this unless they know you, but like, you guys are not overweight. Like Vincent, how much do you weigh or how much, you know, you're, you're six foot four, six, three, six, three. And I feel like I'm underweight. I think I am, but I'm at one sixty now, 160 pounds. And then Rachel, you're, so I'm five, five. Um, and I'm kind of sitting around like one seventeen, one eighteen, nineteen. And you were 123 pounds. I think when you started the challenge. So this is not like, this is, you know, what, what some would say, like people that are already, quote healthy right Mm -hmm. but obviously still you guys were feeling like there was something missing right right and so rachel for you um you know what did you want what were you looking for when you started the challenge or what led you to really think like man i need to do something you're 123 pounds right Mm -hmm. there's that's like a lot of people's goal yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know but you're but there's something that wasn't there and what what is that yeah yeah i think for me it was it was 
connecting the fitness with the nutrition. I'd never really done that before. Um, I've, I had been working out and finding different workouts on Pinterest or Instagram or something like that, but I had never really combined it with the impact that the nutrition could make. Um, so for me, it was finding out what things that I could eat that would also complement the workout that I was doing, um, and making sure that I was just kind of cleaning my body, I guess, and putting good goodness in and nutrition and, you know, nutritious foods in, um, and really making the workout count, you know, and not necessarily using the workout as an excuse to then like eat a bowl of ice cream that night. (laughs) And, um, you know, so that was it for me. And then also just, I mean, the mental stuff too. So I remember when Beth, um, had me write down some of the goals. I mean, I think I put, you know, down fat, up muscle, and then everything else was mental. Everything else was just eating cleaner. Everything else was getting back to that confidence that I used to have. And I would think that a lot of women listening could relate to what you're saying. Mm -hmm. It's hard to verbalize it, right? It's hard to actually understand even what you're feeling when you're kind of feeling that way. Mm Mm-hmm. So if, um, if there is somebody listening that, you know, that can, that whatever you're saying resonates with where they're at, like, what can you speak into that now being where you are kind of on the other side compared to where you were then Mm -hmm. just about what you're saying, eating better, exercising and kind of wanting something, but not knowing what, what, what would, how would you put words to that? Yeah. Um, I guess for, for me, it's, it's really just been knowing that you're taking care of yourself because you can't give to other people if you're not really giving, you know, yourself love too. So you can, you can give out, you know, everything that you can, but if you're not fueling yourself and if you aren't in that right mental space, then you can't, you know, fully give yourself to other people. Well, you're, you're a lot happier. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And Vincent can attest to that too. Like, I mean, I just, I feel happier when I wake up and going into the office and talking to my friends or, you know, just interacting with, with other people. I just feel so much, I mean, this is, I guess, lighter. <laughs> um, yeah. well, it was like, it was like very subtle in the fact of like, my wife's not a big wife, and, and obviously I think my, my wife is beautiful, but I would try to get her to, you know, wear a sexy dress or wear a sexy swimsuit or something. And it's not like she was ever fat or anything, but she felt uncomfortable with just purely knowing the fact that she hasn't worked out and hasn't eaten right and stuff, and she just didn't feel comfortable. And then nowadays it's like she has no qualms about waking up and being confident in herself, you know, and it's subtle changes more so than drastic changes that have affected her life, I think more so. And it's so great to hear you say that because there's so much that happens in between our ears, right, in our heads. And it's like what it makes such a big difference from just feeling like you've done something good for yourself, right? The act of doing it, obviously, is going to give you the physical benefit. But there's a whole nother benefit to the knowledge, right, that goes inside of your head. Like, I worked out this morning. Mm-hmm. And you do that, you know, four, five days a week for six to eight weeks and it adds up. So like for you, Rachel, what was your activity level prior to the six week challenge? Like consistency and we'll call it nutrition, like Mm -hmm. as a whole, like if you could say like a hundred percent is working out five or six days a week and eating healthy 90% of the week, where where were you at before that? Um, I would say I was probably 
well, like at 60%, I guess the most consistent working out that I would do, um, would be going to yoga. Um, so I would try to go to yoga, um, you know, once or twice a week. And then if I could fit in an extra workout, um, you know, just at our apartment gym or something like that, maybe it would be twice a week. Um, and the nutrition I've always been, I've always been healthy, Um, I mean, you only drink pretty much water. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always been healthy, um, but I really love sweets. So, (laughs) and I would normally overeat in the evenings and then attach on like a glass of wine and then some sweets at the end of the night. And, and then, you know, so that would kind of kill whatever workout that I did in the morning or something like that. So Vincent, for you coming into this, like having different goals, like what, where were you at and what were you looking for and, and what was your kind of headspace coming in? Um, for so long I've been, my main goal has been climbing the corporate ladder essentially and workout just got it kept getting pushed back and further and further. Uh, I think it was when I hit 31 years old and I still felt like physically I was a young kid cause I just didn't have any muscle mass and stuff. Um, and everybody told me, Oh, when you get married, it'll change. Well, I got married and nothing changed. Oh, when you hit 30, it'll change. Well, I'm 31 turning 32 this year and nothing's changed. Um, so it was kind of that kind of, wanting to just mostly get back into working out, find somebody or something that would be accountable, find somebody that has been able to achieve results. Um, to and push you, me. you were in it, man. You were working out two hours a day, you know, like what happened? Like where, how'd you get from where you were to, I guess, where you kind of were two months ago? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like from yeah. that time when you were working out a lot, how did that change? Uh, I mean, after hurting my back in, in, in that, uh, I kind of, took a drastic step back from working out a lot. Um, I did subtle things. And then it was purely once I graduated, it was all career focus. You know, uh, working at a gym in college, I was always heavily involved in that. And as soon as I graduated, gym kind of just disappeared because I stopped working at a gym and I became career focused. And that was my entire goal for, since I've been 23 years old. Yeah, so, so it took a back seat. Yeah, a drastic back seat. And so when you were... You and I met, and you started your six-week challenge. One of your goals was kind of just put on some weight, yeah. right? healthy weight, mm-hmm. eat better, kind of I think yeah. was the key. And at the time, I remember you think you were explaining you were really busy, so time was a, a limiting factor. And so for you during that six-week challenge, what were like probably the top one to two things that you got from the program as far as nutrition, exercise? What what could you say were the biggest takeaways? Um. Definitely, think about this. It was more of actually doing something. Was holding myself accountable to go into classes, and the classes are great because, like, there's some people in the classes that if I miss a class or two, they'll come up and say, "Hey, where you were you last week? We missed you. You missed this type of thing." Um, or Rachel, you know, we we all every night we look at the workout together for the next morning and stuff, and she's she's done fantastic about going every single time. Um, so me, even though I have late nights, knowing that I can try to get a workout in, um, doing something active was a so huge probably takeaway. The biggest one is actually taking steps forward. Yes. You know, cause so, and I think so many people are like sitting still, right? Like they're sitting down yeah. literally, you know, and then when they have a plan 
and they have a system and a structure that they're accountable to, they move into that. I know? mean, when you and I had spoke and, and one of the goals, obviously I still want to gain weight and gain muscle and stuff, but I think like for just my goal for that six week was just working out, just mm-hmm. actually being in That's the right. gym, doing something. As long as I did that, I was kind of moving in the right direction. Um, and then I could always see what, what was out afterwards. Rachel, what about you? What are, what are a couple of the things that you feel were your biggest takeaways from the challenge? Yeah, for sure. Um, so for me, it was more about, it, it was more about the nutrition, I guess. Um, I love to cook. Um, and that's one of the things that I love, um, doing for Vincent, um, as a wife, um, because he, doesn't get a whole lot of home cooked meals because he works late nights. So um, for me, cooking is one of the things that I love to do. And it was thinking about different recipes or different ways to make the things that we love that could be healthier. Um, So using the, um, you know, the sheet that we got in our six week challenge thing and looking at, okay, what are the different options for protein, for veggies, fats, carbs, um, and making new combinations like that. Um, and just being more mindful, um, about what I was putting in my body, um, I think was more important. And then for the workouts, it's, it's been that sense of community. Um, so in, in graduate school, um, you're often working in an office with other people around, or you're working in the lab with other people around, but we're all doing our own thing. So we have our headphones in, we're kind of isolated to what we're doing. So even though we have a sense of community, we're not really socializing, And so here coming to the gym and knowing that, yes, I'm going to be working out and putting in, you know, some like sweat and everything, I can still look at the next person over to me and we can have a laugh or we're encouraging each other. And it's more of that sense of community that maybe I was, I was lacking, um, just from kind of my typical routine. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and just to highlight your results, cause I feel like, and I've, I've shared your results with a lot of people because I think you're, you're great proof of like, even if you're lean and healthy, you can be healthier, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. do you remember, I know your numbers, but do you remember? I was you, looking at it last night because okay. I knew that you were going to ask yeah. this actually. So yeah. you started, wait, let's start with weight. You so remember? I was 123 and when I came in. do you remember in, body fat percentage? I think the body fat percentage was 30 so maybe, I think you were 23.8. Okay, I was thinking of the, no, of, yeah. Maybe the pound or yes, some, yeah. a different number. In, pounds of muscle, I'm not sure. Uh-huh. But, and then you lost how many pounds? So then I lost 5.9 pounds right? and then 5.6% body fat and up 1.6 pounds of muscle. Amazing, yeah. right? So like <laughs> just putting that in perspective for somebody listening. And some people have never really thought through body fat percentage, but right. ideally for a female, it's 18 to 22. Mm-hmm. So you were not in a really high body fat. I mean, you were right there borderline over, but that's really good, right? Mm-hmm. 23.8. And then you got down like into the below yeah. health, but that's not bad either, right? right. You know, like even athletes, female athletes could have 13 to 15% and still be really healthy. But Mm -hmm. 18 to 22 is ideal. You lost, you know, a lot of like your body changed. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But you know better than anyone how that felt, right? Like, you know, so describe to me how losing 5.9 pounds and 5% body fat Mm -hmm. felt. Yeah, it was for me, it wasn't necessarily the weight. It was it was getting the fat down and the muscle up. So I was more excited about those ratios, I guess, changing. 
And for me, it was, it was like, oh my gosh, look what I was able to accomplish in just six weeks. What can I do in two months, three months, four months? And it was really encouraging and you didn't really want to lose that stride, I guess. Um, and yeah, so for me, I, I remember walking out of, of my last um, check-in with Beth and just feeling on top of the world and was, and was just thinking, oh my gosh, I, you know, I can't believe that this thing that Vincent found on Facebook ended up turning out into something that wasn't just the results that we saw on the in-body, but also just mentally how much better I felt. When you come running around the, in the house, in your <laughs> you grab your lack of fat on the sides and you're happy. <laughs> or, yeah. That's that's or, something there. Or, or I'm, you know, flexing and everything yeah. and showing Vincent and stuff. Yeah, it was, it was more of just seeing that I could do something in that short amount of time that I didn't think that I was ever going to do or... Um, was never able to achieve just me isolated in our in our apartment gym or you know going to yoga occasionally. So that all led to that Facebook post, right? So so give me because you know to me I think it's so cool, right? Like I know a lot of people think about social media a lot of different things, but I really love like that part of social media Mm because I can just imagine you typing right like mm-hmm. doing, i mean my wife's done it too like we had a really uh, our, my son's almost one but mm-hmm. we had a very like crazy uh experience with his birth yes. last year mm-hmm. and and she you know how people were posting like decade posts yes so like you know those to me like are really powerful and and not so much in for others but for you personally when you process verbally process anything in your life and then you have to write it down it's journaling it's Mm -hmm. like that's been a principle forever is writing down thoughts and journaling but now it's public right so give me the process right from inception when you thought to actually share with the world right (laughs) but with others (laughs) right about what you went through and what you felt like right yeah so I had I had told you know friends and family that we were doing the six-week challenge and and you know very close friends and family um and hadn't really I'd never broadcasted on Facebook or or Instagram you know we're gonna do this thing wait in six weeks and see what our results are you know so it was more it was more for myself um but I I had thought about writing a post once I had finished, you know, regardless of what the results were. Um, But having gone through that transition, I guess, in the six weeks and then sitting down and writing that, it became more emotional for me. Um, And I wanted to express that, that vulnerability and just tell people, you know, it's okay to be you know, to have these feelings, to feel these feelings, because oftentimes we don't know the struggles that other people are going through. And it's more important to extend that kindness and to be kind to people because we have no idea what's going on in in our brains um, or in other people's brains. Um, So for me, it was just showing, hey, you know, I post a lot of positive things or I post uplifting things on Facebook, maybe about my accomplishments, but not my low points and I wasn't doing that enough to show people that hey I'm in the same boat as you um so for me writing that post it was more um therapeutic I guess and saying you know what I didn't realize how low that I was at until it 
I kind of came face to face with it and had to do something about it. And this is what I did about it. And this is what you can do too. And what kind of response did you get? Like So positive. I was just, I was amazed at, at the, even just the reach. Some people that I hadn't talked to in years or months were private messaging me or posting on the comments, just saying how proud they were. And then also expressing their own issues and own, you know, their own challenges that they were going through. And it gave me a talking point for some of these people to reconnect with them or to say, yeah, grad school is really tough. Like, let's let's talk about it. Let's figure, you know, let's figure this out um, and do this together instead of, you know, trying to figure out our problems. Yeah. Being so, Vincent, you said something like you noticed she, she's Rachel's happier, like it, from a husband's you're, you're, you know, I like to tell people we're on the sidelines, you know, but we, right. get, we get a front row seat, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I, I, and I also tell people that is our privilege, right? Like as husbands to truly get that, you know, we, we're not in their heads. We're not, you know, we're not in our wives' heads. Um, but we get, we truly get the front row seat. You know, we are the most closely connected person to them. And so for you hearing her say that, but also kind of knowing where she was and also where she's been through, like what can you speak to how this has impacted her? I mean, we're very different in, in how we approach things. And if like, I don't like something, I go out and fix it. Whereas if she doesn't like something, she figures out every single thing, why she doesn't like it. And, you know, and that stresses her out even more and then tries to kind of like organize it essentially. So she was unhappy with the way she felt or the way she looked or something. And it, it really showed itself, like I said before, in the dresses or, or the outfit or something that I try to get her to wear. Um, you know, now though, like if she's, she's recognized the fact of if she's stressed out, she'll just go to the gym and work out. She's like been able to kind of encompass of what working out is in for her and her daily lifestyle. And so like she'll just leave the apartment randomly and I'm like, I guess you're going to the gym, <laughs> you know? And so she'll go and she'll do a quick 30 minute thing and come back, you know? And, and, or she'll, we'll be talking during the day and I'll let her know it's going to be late night. And she's like, okay, well I'm going to go to the gym then or something, you know? So it's definitely impacted her more of, I don't think she recognizes how much she works out or how often she does these little things. Um, like in when she, when she's like getting dressed or something, she'll like look at herself in the mirror, you know? And like before she would look at herself in the mirror and kind of stare longer. Now it's like a quick glance. Yeah, I'm doing well. And then she, she moves on. Like there is no much, so much more of her focusing on her body it's just she's happy with it she's able to keep going yeah no that's so. great and, and rachel how would you say from your perspective as wife right kind of observing vincent and um how has this overall between eating healthier exercising affected him or impacted him yeah um i think for for vincent um it's it's just been having that accountability and having that consistency um so we we would try to work out um together at the at our apartment gym or something like that or we had uh, memberships at Planet Fitness for a little while. Um, but we would go and consistently for like a month or something and then we would drop off. 
Um, so for him seeing that he is prioritizing going to the gym and making sure that we go together, um, has been really fun too. Um, and like he said, we look at the workouts the night before, and that's something that we can really do, um, together. Um, and I've been seeing him, you know, talk about more, okay, I want this goal. I want to look like this in this amount of time, or I want to, you know, start eating more of this. So then I'll figure out what recipes to incorporate. So it's more of a team effort now, instead of just him working on something that he wants to, or me working on my goals, we're doing this effort together. Um, which I think has been more beneficial for the both of us. Yeah. So tell me this, you know, this was y'all's first CrossFit experience ever. Mine. Yeah. 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 Well, CrossFit has a, a stigma against it. And <laughs> yeah. I was one of the ones that had a stigma against CrossFit, CrossFit of it was unorganized or you got injured a lot or something. You yeah. should just go do your isolated muscle groups in the gym and lift weights. But uh, I mean, this has definitely been an eye opener. For sure. Yeah. So give me a little, I always love kind of hearing that because I, I, I know that it, there is this kind of, um, this, this perspective that people have from the outside looking in. And then when they come in, it's kind of like A&M, you know, everybody's like from the outside looking in, you or no, from the, it's from the, uh, inside looking out, you can't explain it from the outside looking in, you can't understand it. Right. Something like that. Mm-hmm. So give me your kind of old perspective, new perspective about CrossFit? Uh, I mean, old perspective, uh, as far as I back I can remember anyways, was CrossFit became popular when I was in college and, and people were just posting videos online. And I think it was fairly new or something at the time or just got viral and popular. And you just, you'd see people doing these muscle ups or, or dips or something. And it was, being from gymnastics, I was highly trained in in correct movements on those and watching people do these wrong and seeing the possible ways they can injure themselves turned me off completely and then people started getting hurt you know and people that i knew that went to the gym to crossfit and they tried these things they saw in videos and they you know i don't think the coaches held them or something over the years though i feel like it's adapted well and everything i mean the coaches here are highly trained uh, the a good thing is that they walk through the correct way to do the movement before every single class. class. So no matter if you've been going for five years or you're going for, for five days, there's a, there's a learning at the beginning of every class, which is super crucial. Uh, so, I mean, my, the viewpoint has definitely changed. Uh, I mean, I think if we, when we move, we'll most likely seek out another, another CrossFit place, um, find one that we, are comfortable with with coaches and stuff like that but and for for you since you kind of were working out pretty consistently at a younger age and now getting back into it um what are your like what are some of the biggest differences between those workouts and these workouts like what are things that you're doing now that you didn't used to do and vice versa um so Rachel laughs, but like, I hate cardio. I, I really hate cardio. I don't like doing cardio workouts. And actually, if I'll make. There's burpees on Zen Planner, <laughs> Vincent's not good. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if there's. I'll look at the app, and if there's like a bunch of cardio or something, I try to find some reason for me not to go. Um, but I've always been so much outside of gymnastics, I was always just weight lift, weight lift, weight lift. And realizing that now as I'm getting older, I still maintain like a really like thin kind of lean body, but I get winded easily or I get exhausted. Um, so doing kind of incorporating of weightlifting as well as CrossFit, like box jumps or step ups like today, 
you know, that kind of stuff, constantly moving, no breaks is, is huge, I think, in, in my own personal lifestyle. Yeah, you take like a workout like today is such a great example of like fun cardio. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not just running for 20 minutes or elliptical. It really is. Your heart rate stayed up and it probably never got to a max heart rate. You know, it stayed at a moderate level mm-hmm. for 20 minutes, you know, and that's what I think sometimes is so cool about CrossFit is it gives you that form of workout in a very unique way mm-hmm. that makes it fun. Yeah. You know? When I thought it was always weird that they didn't have, like even here, you didn't have like, I mean, obviously you have some kind of levels of like the 5 a.m. class. They're probably a little more extreme and they're all probably a little more fit than everybody else. But we didn't have like, okay, this is your level. You should come to this class. So like our class um, that we love to go to is an 8 a.m. class. And, and those people consistently come to that class. And there's people from all types of levels and walks. And it's very motivational to like, me hating cardio and wanting to be done during the workout, I look over and I see somebody who's older than me or somebody's a little bit bigger than me and they keep going. It's like, it's a motivational factor for even somebody as me. I mean, they've made comments to me of how fit I look to them or how, you know, awesome it is. But like for me, it's motivational and, and it's a driving factor to see somebody who is quote unquote less fit than myself continue to do the workout. Yeah, I, I call that healthy peer pressure. Yes. Because it yes. really is. Like if I'm in a class, you know, with somebody and you, you look at it and you're like, oh man, if they're going, I need to be going. You know, it just makes it re- make you feel in a good way. Like, man, I need to keep going. Right. You don't quit, you know. Um, Rachel, how have the classes impacted you and what, you know, to speak to that specifically, CrossFit, you had zero exposure before. Yeah, zero, zero exposure. Um, I didn't really have as, as strong of an opinion about it as Vincent did, I guess, just because I wasn't as close to the fitness world as he has been, um, in the past. Um, and I guess my perception, um, was, was similar to what other people's is, is that, you know, it's intense weightlifting and you can really have the opportunity to hurt yourself. And so whenever he said that he was looking at a CrossFit gym, I was a little, um, surprised that Vincent was, was looking at that just because of his, um, prior, uh, comments and stuff like that to me. But then in coming here, it was like, oh no, you, you guys really want to make sure that people are doing it correctly. And to Vincent's point, having the, the recurring reminders and training of how to do the moves properly, every single class is so helpful because I didn't expect that. I thought it would be, you do your on ramps, you need to remember exactly how to do the moves and then you're on your own for the rest of the time. Um, and I don't know if that's a typical, like, uh, form, I guess, that other CrossFit gyms do, or if that's something that y'all... You know, it, it, CrossFit doesn't require you to do anything any certain way. Mm-hmm. So it, it would definitely be like best practices. But with that being said, so is cleaning your toilets. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and so uh, it just really depends on... And that's where CrossFit gyms vary from gym to gym for mm-hmm. that reason particularly. And some, you know, we've been to gyms before and and i love going to gyms like that's one of my favorite things i mean i get to go see it i get to get ideas i love taking classes from other coaches um but you're gonna get just about every different way of crossfit that you can imagine in Mm -hmm. a different environment yeah yeah and my older brother he does crossfit um too so that's been something that 
um, you know, has been fun for us to go back and forth on. And I didn't really understand it whenever he would talk about it. And now it's like, oh, I know exactly what move he's talking about. And wow, he can do that much weight. That's insane. And I'm like, okay, if Adam can do it, I can do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, So this has been phenomenal, by the way. So the last question that I ask everybody on the podcast, the title of the podcast is Building Better People. That's kind of what I would call our core purpose and, and mission, right? So like what wakes me up every single day in hearing you share your stories, both of you, is exactly what has occurred in your life, right? I believe, and it wasn't that you were like not great before, right? But I believe that since you guys started this journey, you've become a better version of yourself. I've used this illustration before, like the Apple iPhone, you know how there used to be like a 1.0, mm-hmm. right? Now we're on like the what, 10X or maybe 11. 11. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and with every new phone, it became better, right? It became like faster, more vert, more uh, different apps, more different things. And I believe that's what happens to us as, as people when we start working out, right? Mm-hmm. When we start exercising, eating better. It's like we just become the next best version of ourselves and so what I want to hear from you guys is how is that true for you and, and since you began here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I guess I, I'll go back to the mental thing too. So for me, you know, it's it's um, it's increasing that confidence and making myself feel better, you know, and taking going and, and doing the workout. Yes, you are like, okay, I've, I've crushed that workout for the day. But then that mentality goes on to the next thing that you do. I'm going to crush this paper that I need to write. I'm going to, you know, whatever, you know, whatever the next thing is, it carries on throughout the day. Um, So yes, building better people in the sense that we are working out and we are, um, you know, building our bodies to be better, but we're also um, taking that and extending that through the rest of our lives and the rest of our activity. Um, and there was something that I saw recently, I think that like feelings are contagious. So if you kind of come in with a negative attitude, a lot of the people around you will start to kind of catch on to that negative attitude. But if you come in there with a smile, or if you come in there with that confidence, then more likely you're going to send that to other people. So for me, I think that's been more of what building better people has been about is, is taking that mentality and that confidence from the gym and sending it to the rest of your day and to the rest of the people that you interact with and impact throughout the day. It's awesome. What about you, Vincent? What would you say to that? Well, now mine's like a little more <laughs> selfish. Uh, mine's least so hers was mental and, and and pushing out and stuff but mine was more focused on actually doing the workouts of being active again uh recognizing how much i kind of missed it um the fact of it's something different than my career you know it's something a little bit different so finding myself wanting to come to the gym again is huge uh i haven't felt that in a very long time so i mean it, it was to the point where i'd wake up and i'd be like I don't really want to go to the gym. I even had personal trainers for a while try to help me be accountable and I'd make excuses, you know. But coming in here, having the class, having different types of workouts, not the same workout and stuff. So it's really more of the workouts and the fact that I'm actually doing something a little bit more healthier that was building a better person or better version of myself, I think. So not so much focusing on the results, just the day-to-day of doing it. 
Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in Bryan College Station, we would love for you to engage with us in one of our programs. For information about our services, visit boomfitbcs.com. That's boomfitbcs.com.